Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back and Happy New Year to you as we kick off our first show of 2022. Man, but we hope that you had a blessed new year, a blessed Christmas. And here at Shouts of Grace, we're going to continue on with what we do. Um, If you are a first-time listener, we want to welcome you to the program and to let you know that we do have a website that you can travel to um, to catch up with all of the past episodes. And that website is shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to a whole host of topics, um, us unpack different um, worldviews, uh, different scripture. And so um, take a take a listen. I think there's 170 episodes or so, um, and we hope you enjoy that. And if you are a return listener, um, then we want to say welcome back and hope that you continue with us through 2022 um, and beyond. And so um, as usual, when we have a show, we usually have um, special guests either calling in from around the country or in studio. And so today, uh, for the first show we have um, of 2022, we have two um, guests in studio. They're both friends of mine. They both um, attend Redemption Hill Church. They're both pastors, and um, they're both crazy. Um, no, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I got Pastor Joe Funicello, who's, who's, who's a dear friend. How's it going, brother? I'm doing good, thank you. Good. And I also got uh, Pastor Dax. Um, what's your last name? Johnson, yes. <laughs> um, he's the youth pastor at Redemption Hill. And so, um, guys, what I thought we would do today is, since it's a new year and since it's a first uh, show of the new year, um, I wanted to kind of look at a scripture that a lot of people look at is kind of a, a catapult when we're talking about new things and expecting new things. The, the verse is out of Isaiah 43, verse 18, and there we're told, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. I am doing a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Do you not perceive it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert and 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 God here is is giving the nation of Israel who's um either going through judgment or about to go through judgment um through through the Assyrians he's given them hope that God is going to do something on the other side there's going to be um this this new work that he's going to do in in the people um and and so I, I want to talk about that you guys because um, we, we, we live in a world that, you know, whether you're a Christian or not, it drains you, right? I mean, there's just, it just seems like, you know, you, you kind of get into these ruts and, you know, same thing, same thing, same place, same place. And, and I think, I think Christians thrive off of fresh new works that God does, right? And so the first fresh new work that God does I, I think is that's most powerful is always in the inside, right? It's always takes place inside. And so what I want to do is kind of, kind of talk about that. Um, Pastor Joe, you've been a believer for a long time. How important is it that the Holy Spirit inside of the believer 
is always doing fresh work. And, and, and what does that fresh work often look like in a person? Um, well, thank you. Uh, so I've been a, a believer for 47 years, and um, I was a believer when I, no, 48 years. Anyway, um, so what does that look like? Well, the beginning work as a believer is God comes to renew, to give life, to breathe, breathe life the very first time. And then as you're a believer, you know, I believe you go through seasons that the Lord either allows or, or you get yourself in and you go through these desert times of dryness. But then the Lord does refreshing. And, um, and when God does refreshing, it is something that um, is almost like watering uh, a plant that maybe in the desert could get dry and it brings forth life again, it brings hope and it brings this life um, you know, if you look at it, you know, inside, um, you know, with that is, you know, the, some of the things that God talks about when he when he does renew or he does bring forth hope or life again. It's those things you see in Scripture with uh, accompanied with love and peace and joy and and the things that God does through his spirit. So it's something he does a work and he does a renewal. And it's and it takes you like almost to like, oh, it's another new beginning. Yeah, I, I, I like the picture you painted there, Joe, of um, God does this work and of just revitalizing Dax. I, I, as Pastor Joe's talking, I'm just immediately thinking of um, Ezekiel 37, where it talks about a valley of dry bones. And when you think of dry bones, you think of, you think of death, right? That there's nothing there. And speaking, of course, of the nation of Israel and, and their ultimate revival becoming a people and a nation again. But but I like just the picture. There's dry bones that are dead. The question's asked, can these dry bones live again? And and Ezekiel says, oh, only, only you know. And then you start to see God do a work. And the work is the bones start to rattle. And then the bones come together. And then the bones start growing these ligaments and then muscle and then they stand up and God breathes life into them and they're an exceeding great nation. Dex, talk about that practically um, when it comes to a person who's dead in their trespasses and sins. What, what might it look like when God reaches out his hand and he starts to rattle that dead person they, they, they haven't stood up yet. They're, they're, they're not alive, but here comes the rattling. What does that practically look like? Oh, man. First of all, I love that visual, you know, just seeing and visualizing dry bones, you know, as you were saying, getting ligaments and getting muscle, that they were just completely dried out dead. And then God comes along and brings forth life. And you just see this immense transformation from something that was dead into something that's brand new. It's alive. It's thriving. And you can see that in, in a Christian, you know, we we have these bouts sometimes, like you were kind of saying, where we we thrive and we we enjoy seeing God do a new work because, you know, like like any human being, we can kind of get overwhelmed by life and to where the it kind of bogs us down, but then God comes along and says, Hey, I've got something new for you. And it can just be so revitalizing because we can get so caught up in the work of the ministry or whatever, and we're not necessarily seeing the the fruits of the produce of it in our own lives or in the lives of others, but God says, I'm doing the work. Just be patient and watch it grow. Be patient and watch the 
the ligaments and the muscles kind of knit themselves together on what I'm doing in your life or this other person's life. Yeah, I, I, I like to think of the rattling, you know, as kind of the kind of the first step where maybe you're numb, you've walked away from God, you're numb to the things of God, or maybe you're dead in your trespass and sin. You just never really followed God. But then all of a sudden the rattling, you're you're shaken about something. Maybe you heard the gospel. Maybe your friend, maybe a circumstance has come into your life and it started to awaken you to something that was never there before. And you're like, what is this? Right. And then a little more time goes by and all of a sudden, you know, this, this rattling comes together, right. As, as the bones come together and there starts to be kind of this, this, you know, um, I, I guess the best way of putting it is God starts to bring order to the gospel in your life and, and, mm-hmm. and, and you can't deny it anymore. And then muscle and sinew, but, but really the core of the story is when he says, and I will cause breath to enter you. It's, it's when God breathes the life. So he does this work before his breath, prepping people. I think the gospel says, um, that, that the Holy spirit draws a person to God, right? To this mm. place of faith. And, and then bam, here comes the breath. Joe, as we're talking about this, you know, you, you had kind of kicked it off and I thought it was great. I'm thinking of Exodus and, and, and as their children of Israel are leaving Egypt, we know that Egypt is, is, you know, emblematic. It's, it's of, em, em, emblematic of the world. It's kind of a type of the world, right? And, and he brings them up. God brings the children of Israel out to the Red Sea. He backs them up and they're trapped. And here comes Pharaoh's armies. You know, they changed their mind. We ain't letting you go. <laughs> you know, we're coming back for, for our property. And, and so they're trapped between Pharaoh's army and the Red Sea. And Moses does something. He steps out in front. And in chapter 14, verse 13 of Exodus, and Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm, see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. And I love the picture of salvation that's there. They're stuck. They're dead. They're trapped. They can't get out. There's no way. God steps forward in the person of Moses and he says, stand still. This enemy that you see today will never bother you again. You're going to be separated from them and just be quiet. Just be silent. You have no part in this. Moses steps forward. We know the, the story. The sea is parted. And they walk through. And their new life and their new journey towards the promises of God begins. Joe, how important is it for a person to hear that upon salvation, there is a separation from the world. There is a separation from Egypt. There's a separation from the old life. And it's not something you do. It's something God does. Why is that such an essential part of the gospel? Well, if, if you know, to, to, to struggle with that or to, to stay in that always leaves a person of, I need to do. I need to perform more. I need to do to get God's favor. And it's not, it's not that there isn't things that we can do. And throughout Scripture, we see that God gets pleased by things that we do do. But when it comes to, or how we live, of course, but when it comes to salvation and, and resting in that, in trusting the Lord's work in that, um, that is a strong point and a foundation for every Christian. 
because as a younger Christian, you know, and maybe not for you, but for me, there would be peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. And oh boy, I'm, oh man, I'm so saved. Wait a minute. Next week, where'd my salvation go? <laughs> what, what the heck happened? And you know, you go through this. And I think one of the things when Peter talks about his, his last written words in the, in his, his second letter, when he says, grow in the knowledge in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord. That grace is that understanding that, listen, Jesus has done this between the Father. Now you are going to get strength from resting in that and realizing that he's taking care of it. And your part is just to believe and just to trust. And then you you grow in that. And that, of course, that foundation grows as um, as you grow in the Lord. And yeah. Amen. That's good. Down. That's good. Um, Dax, on the other side of the break, I want to, I want to go back to this passage in Isaiah and kind of take us a little further now. So, so we understand that the new thing that God does is the first new thing he does is he, he saves, he saves a person, he pulls them out. And I think, I think it's second Corinthians five, um, verse 17 says that very thing that in Mm -hmm. Christ, behold, you're a new creation. All thing, all former things that pass away, everything becomes new. And so I think that lines up beautifully with the work that God does is he he, born, he he causes the soul to be born again, or he causes the spirit to be born again, and he starts everything new uh, upon receiving Christ. But but there's also there's also a renewal, a new thing that I think as Christians that God's always wanting to do. He's always wanting to refine us, and so I want to talk more about that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace. We will be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to the program. I have in studio today... Um, Pastor Dax uh, Johnson from um, what's our church's name again? Yes, Redemption Hill Church in uh, in Saratoga Springs, soon to be Eagle Mountain, and Pastor Joe from Uccello, who's one of the pastors and elders there. And and guys, before the break, we were um, just talking about this idea in Isaiah forty three of renewal, um, and we had kind of talked about uh, the first thing that God renews is he renews, um, communion with him, relationship with him when a person comes to faith in Christ. Um, but, but Dax, that's not the only new thing that God does because as a believer, the longer you walk with the Lord, you, you, you don't want to just look back at the former things and kind of think, well, I remember back when God did this. And I remember, you know, gosh, the good old days, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's good to acknowledge the Absolutely. work of God in yeah. the past, but he says here, hey, don't remember the former things. I'm going to do a new thing. And, yeah. and, and I think as a church and as Christians, we got to look forward to what God is going to do next, not always, you know, camp out and pitch our tent in the past, right? right. Talk about why that's so important. I've got uh, Lamentations 3 pulled up here and and this kind of came to mind, verse 21, it says, But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says the soul. Therefore, I will have hope in him. And on talking about the new year and new beginnings and all that, 
the thing that never changes is is God's faithfulness. It's God's grace. And while we can, as humans, we can get kind of caught up in the past, like you were saying, one thing that we should always be doing is looking forward to the future, but not only looking forward to the future and what God's doing, but looking forward to the the graces and the, the mercy that God has for us the next day and what we're going to be able to do with that to go out and you know, preach the word, whether it's in your workplace or on a Sunday sermon or whatever it is, knowing that we have that hope in God, that his mercy is there for us every single day and it's brand new. Yeah, that is one of the one of the best assurances for a believer. Um, Joe, you were a part of a church movement. You saw great things um, in the 70s and 80s. God moved mightily. And it's just an outpouring of God's Holy Spirit and kind of the footprints of the Jesus movement. Um, so I'm kind of kind of dating, cutting dating Pastor Joe here. Um, so so it's really easy for you to look back. Um, you know when they when they came out of out of the Babylonian captivity and they laid the foundation for the new temple. Um, there were there were two sounds. There was a sound of joy. And we're told there was a great cry. And it's interesting because this new foundation has been laid. Um, the people that were there that saw the first temple were no doubt the ones that were crying because this didn't compare in glory to what Solomon's temple had. But the people that didn't see that were weren't part of that were so excited about the new thing that had just been laid. And, and God's very careful to say, but on this one that's been laid, um, the, 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 um, the king of glory is going to come into this one. He's going to walk into this one. You, you often have that in the body of Christ. You have people that look back at what God did do. And then you have people that are excited about, um, about what's happening now. Talk about the importance of both of those. Cause we don't ever want to not look back at the faithfulness of God, but, but here he's talking about, don't remember the former things. I'm going to do something new. Why are both important? But looking forward is essential. Well, I, I think, um, like you said, why are both important? Looking back is, it's kind of neat to have a memorial and seeing God do something from nothing. Um, seeing God uh, just, you know, by his uh, sovereign grace, grab a whole generation of mostly young folks that were the hippies of the day and the, the 60s and stuff and see God save them take them from drugs and, you know, communal living and homelessness. And when I say not the communal living's bad, but just all that went with it in those days and, you know, hedonism and drugs and everything else. And to bring them out and to breathe life into them was uh, just uh, amazing. And then to look forward to say, you know, it, God is always, I believe, wanting to do a work, whether it's in, in the individual or a church or community it may not always look like the former things, but like you just said, that he's going to walk among it. And I believe that God wants to do that in individuals' lives uh, continually, because if not, then he wouldn't be the God of the Bible. And because he is the God of the Bible, he's always doing new beginnings, and he's always wanting to do a work. And um, and so then, then for us, um, looking forward to say, hey, we have a hope that God's not going to quit, and let's let's be in prayer and let's be uh, lined up with him so we could be about that uh, in these last days. Yeah. Amen. Dax, you had brought up, um, I think it's fitting to kind of tie a bow on, on this, um, this episode with what you had brought up is that, um, you know, God's mercies are new every morning 
Um, so, so when we talk about don't remember the former things, sometimes remembering the former things um, can be a detriment to going forward for the future things. For example, if a person is stuck in the past, stuck in what they've done, stuck in the condemnation of the past, mm -hmm. and they live there, um, that that can keep them from going forward. So, so talk about the faithfulness of God in taking you from your past, so you don't have to remember it and moving forward. What 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 does that look like, and why is that so important to a person? who wants to walk with God in, in the now and in the future? I think that's a great question. I mean, the first thing to acknowledge for anybody that might be stuck there is to acknowledge and accept that that's, that's ultimately a tool that the enemy uses to get us stuck, you know, to get us stuck in a rut to where we're not pursuing, we're not advancing our faith in God, is to continually think back on all the, you know, oh, I did this, I did that, I hurt that person, this person hurt me. And when you're so caught up in, in the, those past hurts those past mistakes, you completely lose sight on, on God. You completely lose sight on the, the future of your faith. And so by moving away from that, by accepting and seeing what, you know, what the devil is doing with that, you can say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to let you have, let you have that foothold in my life and instead focus, you know, on the fact that God's mercies are new every day and focus on the fact that God wants to do a new work in you that he wants to take, wants to take those dry bones and give them life and breathe in, breathe into them as you and Joe were saying. Yeah. Um, I, I want to, I want to close this with something Paul says in Philippians chapter three, um, in verse 12, he says, not that I've already obtained this, the resurrection of the dead. I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own brothers. I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Let those who are mature think this way. And, and I, I, I like that. I think it's an appropriate uh, conclusion to say, you guys, that, that when it comes to the work that God does, God it is a God of the living, not of the dead, right? And so as a God of the living, he's in the now. He, he deals with people in the now. And every person in the now had a then, that they had a past, right? And you can be shackled to it if that's what you choose. You, you, whether, whether it was the most atrocious of sins or a lifestyle, you can actually shackle yourself like a ball and chain and never move forward. And, and what Paul is saying here is he says, look, I forget the things which are behind and I press on to what's ahead of me, to what's forward. And, and what he's saying is God has a future and a hope, right? Everyone has a past, but God has a future and a hope. And so we need to let go of the things that are behind us and press forward, agonize, do everything we can to, to, to obtain this upward call in God where Jesus has laid a future and a hope in front of us. And so if you're listening today, we, we, we want to encourage you with that parting note to just say, look, your past is your past, but God has your now and your future, and he's willing to 
tell you, forget the past and move forward with the future because there's a new work and a new thing that God wants to do. And so we hope that's a blessing to you today. Um, That concludes this episode of Shouts of Grace. We invite you to join us next week and God bless you and have an amazing week. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shout!